morning, everyone. You're listening to Mornings with Pastor Adam on the West Coast Bible Teacher Podcast. It is Wednesday, January 10th, and the world is a mess. Um, <laughs> uh, yesterday, I was uh, looking over complex news. I go on complex news sometimes just to, uh, you know, stay in touch with the pop culture and what's coming out of Los Angeles and Hollywood and all. But there's a live section on Complex News's uh, website, and here they feature what they consider to be, you know, interesting and noteworthy news stories. <laughs> and just reading the list of news stories they have, the titles of these news stories, it, you know, it really puts an extra added perspective on where we are in society <laughs> and in the world right now. <laughs> Let me read some of the titles of these news stories to you on the life page of, uh, Complex news. The headline story yesterday was 215 bodies found in unmarked graves behind Mississippi jail. Ben Crump calls for investigation. Another headline. Man who killed wife with hammer told children she had terminal cancer to explain disappearance. Here's another headline. Houston rapper Viper allegedly kidnapped woman and tortured her in garage for four to five years. Yet another one white woman charged with murder and stabbing of 61-year-old black man. Another one woman sues Disney over a painful wedgie when she was riding down water slide. Um, <laughs> Here's another headline that made me laugh when I read it. Indianapolis coffee shop alleges couple had a pop-up wedding without paying. <laughs> okay, this one was great. The caption underneath the headline reads, A statement from the small business claims that an entire wedding party spontaneously arrived and held a ceremony on New Year's Eve. <laughs> and it's great because in the article you see they have a, uh, you know, there's a 16 second clip about uh, that someone posted on Twitter who was in the coffee shop. Uh, I think one of the baristas or whatever, you know, and uh, you see people are all, you know, dressed up, taking pictures, and the bride and groom are exchanging their vows there in the coffee shop, <laughs> right in the middle. <laughs> and uh, the barista, or whoever it was who filmed and posted it on Twitter, he says alongside it, here's the video of them having their wedding without permission in this coffee shop. I'm in shock. <laughs> Let me read some of this one to you. Okay, this is from Complex News. Mansion Society, a coffee shop in Indianapolis, Indiana, gave their account of an odd incident on New Year's Eve where they were suddenly bombarded by a wedding party. They say, with no notice or any sort of monetary prearrangement. The small business claims that a downpour of patrons spontaneously walked in, including a full bridal and groomsmen party, an officiant, photographers, among others. The coffee shop said that they're used to serving lattes to wedding guests during the weekends because they're located next to a wedding venue. They thought that the party was merely waiting for the entire group to arrive before ordering. A wedding ceremony allegedly began immediately after the bride walked in. They say, we booked, we booked for private events and are proud to host bridal and baby showers, engagement suits, parties, and all sorts of private events, read an initial statement from Mansion Society. 
They say the group of about 20 through 30 people continue to not only have a wedding ceremony, but take pictures, videos, and block pathways for customers trying to enter, enter mansion society. They were asking us to take coats, purses, and watch, watch personal items as if they had rented us out for a private event. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you, you could uh, you could read more about this story on Complex. And uh, I don't know, I'm sure that other news outlets have reported it as well. I mean, why wouldn't you? It's an awesome story. <laughs> Another story that I saw posted on the complex's uh, Instagram about a week ago, this actually became a pretty big story. Uh, I think it was covered on CBS News, the Today Show, and everything, you know. And that was in Las Vegas, Nevada. Maybe some of you listening here heard this. There was a man who lunged at this female judge while in the court setting during his uh, sentencing. You can look this up and find it easily on YouTube. This man was receiving, at the time, a sentence for, uh, I think, battery. And his lawyer, alongside him, was, you know, trying to do, you know, the lawyer stuff. <laughs> you know, ma'am, you know, your honor, my defendant, he's a real good guy, you know. <laughs> but I guess the whole thing, you know, was he was trying to convince the judge, the lawyer, that since his client had recently gotten a new job and was making a life change, then, you know, perhaps the sentencing could be a little bit lighter. And that's, I guess, fair for a lawyer to try to, you know, help a defendant in that way. To be, to be fair, that's why lawyers are there, right? That's why we have lawyers. But the judge told him, well, yeah, that's nice and all, but, you know. <laughs> and, but, but she said, I, I think we should give him a taste of something else, you know, considering his history. His history is too much. And I guess that's what set the guy off. And in the video, if you watch it, the camera's at first fixated on the judge. But then all of a sudden you hear him in the background and he's pissed, you know. He, he starts uttering profanities. And the next thing you know, he's on the other side of the judge's desk and he's just, you know, going at it at her. And the security people, of course, jump around and they did a pretty crappy job of protecting her, in my opinion. One thing that was so sad to see, when I was on Instagram and I was looking through the comments, it's amazing how people were actually not only defending, but automatically siding with the guy, as if it was a good thing that he jumped out and attacked this judge. I read one comment, which read, This needs to happen to more judges. Another comment read, Let this man free. You know, you know, acting as if it was a good thing that this man behaved in this way. There is an ever-growing disdain for authority. And it's a sign of the times. And yes, I know that there are complexities to everything. I'm sure that the people who were acting or talking as if this man was a hero for what he did to this judge, I'm sure that these are people who have a disdain overall for the criminal justice system because they find it perhaps to be corrupt and unjust in many of its particulars. And I get it, you know, I would even say that there is truth to that to an extent. Time and time again throughout history, we see that there has been a very real corruption and injustice within the criminal justice system. Judges have been 
bought off from time to time. There have been bribes. There has been favoritism. Injustice and corruption within positions of governmental authority, you know, these things are real, and we do see it. But two wrongs don't make a right. And there are people in this world who, you know, they, they see that there is corruption within the system. But what happens is they then use that as an excuse to commit crimes themselves and to go against the established rule of law. But we really do see right now that we're living in a lawless society. And it does bother me when I see criminals who are attacking others including those in positions of authority, when I see types of people like this being praised on social media. Recently, I watched the documentary Leaving Neverland. I know I'm late to watching the documentary. It came out about four years ago now, I think, on HBO. The documentary covers the allegations being made by two men, Wade Robson and uh, James Safechuck, who alleged that the King of Pop, Michael Jackson, sexually abused them each for a period of time when they were children. Now, when the documentary came out four years ago, it certainly made waves within the world of entertainment and pop culture and so forth. And it's a very thought-provoking documentary. You know, just all of the things that are covered in it and the families that were involved in in this whole thing. And of course, none of us were there. We don't know exactly what happened. Only God knows, I suppose. But what always bothered me was there were fans of Michael Jackson, MJ, <laughs> who were just so quick to attack and condemn not just the documentary itself when it came out four years ago, but also these two men who came forward with these claims. Immediately, you know, in fact, there were many people who didn't even bother watching the documentary, but they immediately come out online and they start spewing the most venomous hatred towards these two men who they don't even know. If there is a possibility that sexual abuse occurred, then I believe you should at least give someone a voice, a chance to express themselves and, you know, Share their story. But I hate to say it, you know, in my mind it just shows you that, well, it just shows you the state of people's hearts today. You're a huge fan of a person's music, of their talent, but it becomes a matter of idolatry. You know, when you go to any concert nowadays, a concert of a big name in show business, you go see... I don't know, who's the, who's the person that, you know, is real big right now? Tell, Taylor Swift, or a uh, Coldplay concert, or Travis Scott. Any big concert nowadays. You see the audience, and people are lifting up their hands as if they're worshipping. We see this right at all these big concerts. People are lifting up their hands, straight up into the air, <laughs> waving them back and forth. And all sorts of things, you know. <laughs> it's almost like a worship service. But they're fixated not on God, of course. They're fixated on 
a mere human being, up on the stage. But I remember that a couple of years ago, comedian Dave Chappelle, a very popular guy, he had a Netflix special, and I saw a clip from it, where he actually started talking about this documentary, Leaving Neverland. And he makes a few jokes at the beginning of the clip. But then he goes on to say something that I found to be a bit concerning. At first he says, Oh, hey, this is my opinion, but I don't believe these guys. Referring to the two Michael Jackson accusers in the documentary. He's, of course, entitled to his opinion. It's his stand-up comedy show. Freedom of speech, right? But then he goes on to say something that I found to be offensive. He says, but, even if he did do it, you know, he, says, he says, let's say Michael Jackson did abuse those kids, and then he shrugs in a goofy way, and he's like, you know, I mean, I mean, I mean come on, you know, even if he did do it, you know, not, not that big of a deal if he did do it, right? You know, <laughs> way worse things people have done, right? You know. And perhaps this was Dave Chappelle's way of being edgy, right? Comedians often want to be edgy. They're looking to get a reaction from the audience. And he did get a reaction. Many people did laugh. Perhaps it was a bit of an uncomfortable laugh in the audience, but people laughed nonetheless. But the fact that he's saying this and even putting that idea out there, this idea that, you know, oh yeah, you know, who cares if a couple of children were, you know, sexually abused by this pop star? Really not that big of a deal if it happened. And then people are laughing and clapping in the audience. I don't care if it's being passed as comedy. I think that such is a very real sign of the evil and wicked times that we're living in. The state of the world right now. The mindset of people. The carefree mindset. In Isaiah chapter 5, we get a glimpse at the state of things in Israel at the time of Isaiah's prophecies. Isaiah prophesied in the 8th century BC, a time when the Assyrian Empire was expanding. This was a time when the kings of Judah started compromising and forming uh, coalitions with pagan leaders something that was condemned by the prophet. But in Isaiah chapter 5, starting from verse 11, and I'm going to go ahead and read to you quite a few verses here, but they're important. Woe to those who rise early in the morning to run after their drinks, who stay up late at night till they are inflamed with wine. They have harps and lyres at their banquets, Pipes and timbrels and wine. But they have no regard for the deeds of the Lord, no respect for the work of his hands. Therefore my people will go into exile for lack of understanding. Those of high rank will die of hunger, and the common people will be parched with thirst. Therefore death expands its jaws, opening wide its mouth. Into it will descend their nobles and masses with all their brawlers and revelers. So people will be brought low, and everyone humbled in the eyes of, uh, and the eyes of the arrogant humbled. But the Lord Almighty will be exalted by His justice, 
and the holy God will be proved holy by his righteous acts. Then sheep will graze as in their own pasture. Lambs will feed among the ruins of the rich. Woe to those who draw sin along with cords of deceit, and wickedness as with cart ropes. To those who say, Let God hurry, let him hasten his work so we may see it. The plan of the Holy One of Israel, let it approach, let it come into view, so we may know it. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and clever in their own sight. Now, ultimately, Isaiah predicted that Judah would one day go into captivity by the hands of the Babylonians as a result of her sin. We see the stage for this was in essence set when Hezekiah allowed the Babylonian visitors, who came on behalf of the Babylonian king, to go in and see the treasures of his house and his kingdom. But anyhow, think about the descriptions that we're getting here. They have harps and lyres at their banquets, pipes and timbrels and wine, but they have no regard for the deeds of the Lord, no respect for the work of his hands. This reminds me of the mindset of many people in modern society. People are out chasing pleasure, and they're living out lives that are focused on getting as much as they can. But they never give thanks to their maker for the blessings that he's permitted them to enjoy. Nor do they have any regard or consciousness for God at all. All they know is living right now and in the moment. Also down in verses 20 through 21. Woe to those who call evil good, and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. This reminds me, again, of how we have people nowadays. We see them on TV or, you know, like I said, on social media, people who are defending or downplaying evil acts, sinful acts. We're living in a society where bad behavior is praised. It's celebrated. And that goes far beyond those examples that I just gave earlier. That's kindergarten stuff, <laughs> compared to other ways in which evil and wickedness is, is just celebrated and praised, and is presented as something good and wonderful in the culture we live in today. I really do feel like the state of Israel, in the years before they went into exile, that morally rebellious state, I feel like it can very much be compared with the state of the United States today and how we've, in many incredible ways, we've turned our back on God. Therefore, my people will go into exile for lack of understanding. People will be brought low and everyone humbled, the eyes of the arrogant humbled. Judgment is one day coming not just to America, but to the rest of the world. Read Revelation 16 when you get the chance. The seven bowls of God's wrath. One day judgment will indeed come. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that he shall also rape. We look around at the state of things and we can indeed get discouraged. Because we think, man, 
People are just awful nowadays. You know, people are so cruel. (laughs) Why hasn't God brought forth judgment now? Upon all the cruel and bitter people and and, and wickedness and and, and injustice and corruption and everything that we see. (laughs) Well, it's going to happen one day. Again, Revelation 16. (laughs) Go home and read it. But the reason why it hasn't happened yet is because though we do live under a God of justice, he is also a God of love. And the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And that opportunity for repentance, you see, has been made possible through the sacrifice of his Son, whom we indeed read of in the book of Isaiah. Remember up here in verses 16 through 17 of Isaiah 5, we read that the holy God will be proved holy by his righteous acts. Then sheep will graze as in their own pasture. Lambs will feed among the ruins of the rich. That utopia of peace, that redemption of the fallen state of the earth, will one day occur because Jesus paid the penalty for the fallen state of the world. And we read of this later in Isaiah, in chapter 53, verses 5 and 6. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord hath laid upon him the iniquity of us all. Why do we see so much anger and bitterness everywhere? Well, because humanity has lost its way. So whenever you see people arguing on social media, saying nasty things to each other, (laughs) whenever you see bad news, depressing headlines every day in the news, on your news app, and so forth, Let that be a reminder to you that humanity has lost its way. But even more important, let it be a reminder to you that God has provided us with a solution to this. And it's our job to make that solution known to as many people as possible while we're on this earth, before its final restoration. Because we want as many people as possible to come over with us, (laughs) into that eternal restoration of the earth. We don't want them to be left behind. And so, this has been Mornings with Pastor Adam, everyone. God bless you, and I'll talk to you all tomorrow morning.